Bush and Richie here with your Home Time Show podcast. Uh, Richie, it was very nice of you not to mention during the course of the programme how bad my football team had been uh, over the weekend. I, I feel your pain. I didn't feel the need to bring it up. Thank you very much. And that's why why this relationship works so well. There is an idea, though, I came up with uh, after the Everton loss to Crystal Palace the other night that I thought you might want to endorse because your team have their ups and downs. We do indeed. Less, less so downs than ours, but still, they have their moments. I think there should be a lock on... You can, you can press a button on your mobile phone where it locks during like the hours of a football match mm-hmm. that your team is playing in and maybe an hour or two either side because mm-hmm. I, I've ended up getting into arguments with people on Twitter whilst Everton were losing uh, yesterday and and now I woke up this morning and looked back at some of my tweets and thought, oh, what are you talking about? Don't get involved, Bush. Stop tweeting. Shut up. <laughs> so would you be up for that little um, a vanity lock whilst your team's on? Yeah, I would. I, I think actually the, the right parameter would be doesn't matter what time of day the kickoff is. Uh-huh. Could be a lunchtime kickoff. Could be the late kickoff. All right. But once that final whistle is blown, your phone is locked for any correspondence on football until the sun rises the next day. Oh, that'd be that'd be quite nice for your overall. Like that, that means it would lock out, say, my brother and my dad moaning about how bad we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All all forms of it looks for the words football, Everton, Arsenal, whatever. Absolutely. So there's no no, no matter whether. <laughs> Sorry. Don't take it personally. I just accidentally hit the microphone. Uh, whether it's um, whether it's low level sort of like you know family WhatsApp chat, yep, or wider social media platforms slating someone, all of it's locked out. I love this. What genuinely, this could be on Dragons Den soon. Watch out for us. We'll have to go and talk to the wall. Brand new week. I hope you all had a good weekend. What a right old palaver yesterday in the Formula One. <laughs> Absolute madness. Uh, just to kind of uh, bring everyone up to speed, if you didn't watch it, to try and run through this as quickly as we can. Lewis, final race of the season. Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen, both on the same amount of points. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, 11 seconds ahead in the race, so he looks like he's going to win it. Uh, some rubbish fella at the back crashed. No offence to him, can't remember his name. <laughs> Safety car comes out. Race director says, right, all the other backmarker cars can go. So it's just Hamilton and Verstappen, like, back-to-back pretty much. Uh, Verstappen on new tyres. Red Bull then win it with the last lap with Verstappen. Hamilton, Mercedes, absolutely fuming. Uh, Mercedes get on the blower and demand a steward's inquiry. Yeah. And I love the idea of that. There should be more of steward's inquiries Wouldn't it in be life. great? I think life would be so much simpler if you had that person. You could just go to a little steward in your own home. Little steward is someone with, like, a, maybe, like, a, a shirt and like uh, one of those Madonna-style headphone mics you yeah. get if you're on, on a conference call or something like that. An independent body that could look into stuff on your behalf and arbitrate. So this hour of the show, bearing in mind what's happened yesterday in the Formula One, uh, we want to ask you what thing in your job, your life, your household, your workplace, do you feel slightly aggrieved about that you would like an independent steward's inquiry into? And we will facilitate that on home time. Who's left the kitchen door open? The thermostat u- uh, unit in our house, it's in the kitchen. Yeah. If you, if you keep the kitchen door open, all the draft comes down, the thermostat's battling, the whole house doesn't heat up properly, we burn loads of gas and all that kind of stuff, it's a nightmare. If you shut the kitchen door, it's fine, thermostat operates fine. I shut the kitchen door all the time. But who's left the kitchen door open? Sometimes it's Natalie. Oh, sometimes it's the three-year-old child, is it? Hmm. Mm, steward's inquiry, I'd if you're say. right there. All right, well, in our house, uh, we've got a wood burner thing, right? This is all about heating, it seems, this particular <laughs> one. Uh, Katie, my other half, and she won't admit it, has bought a firewood basket that's so big I could sit in it and go to sleep. 
You can't. You have to walk around it to get through the lounge, but she's p- carried on with it. She's persevering with it. I think it's way too big. Stewards inquiry to sort it out once and for all. Has she bought the wrong size? <sighs> Do you know what I mean? If you can sit in it, I'd say it's too many pieces of wood. Genuinely, if we get a, f- a free afternoon once all this madness has ended, I'd sit in it and you could push me around the lounge. I'll come over and do it. We could do the Formula One again. <laughs> yeah. So look, if there's someone in your life that you would like a steward's inquiry about, this is your chance to stand forward and get arbitrated. Uh, Pete needs to know who leaves the toast dust in the Lurpak after they've <laughs> used it. He says, I've taken many an unauthorised crumb on my toast to keep the peace, but at some point it's got to stop. Yeah, the worm's turned. Get a steward's <laughs> inquiry, mate. Was says, uh, what about having a small teaspoon plate? Because I'm not against using the same spoon spoon for multiple brews, only to find a buttered knife on it as well. Three in the house, no takers. It's almost an investigation. Paul Gardner says, what's the rule of thumb about knife, butter, marmalade, toast combos? Jonathan says, do we really need three Christmas trees? That's a good point. (laughs) I think we can make a quick ruling on this one. No. Do people have more than one? We've got two. Have you got two? Yeah. Anyone listening to this now, have you got more than one Christmas tree? This might be a phone-in for a later day in the week, but (laughs) why have you got two? Well, there's the, uh, there's the the standard one in the lounge. The one that fell over. The one, all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's a little diddy one in the kitchen, which Rocco can decorate. OK, fair enough. If you've got more than one Christmas tree, get in touch. I think we're going to have to come back to this. In the meantime, back to Stuart's inquiries. Ian, what would you like looking into? It's when you're out in a restaurant with your better half and she opts for, like, an espresso or whatever, you know, and you go straight for the cheesecake, obviously, yep. and she says, I don't want any dessert. Your dessert comes out. And then she asked for some. So what about? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. She should have made the decision at the beginning, shouldn't she, Ian? You can't change your mind it's afterwards. Just, it's just weak, you know? Ian, I think you might need to talk to me on this one because the problem that I... I I've probably let this get out of control. But what happens sometimes is I will order a dessert and then as the waiter goes away, a little voice will shout, Two spoons, please! <laughs> oh, mate, you need to have a word with yourself. <laughs> steward's inquiry for the pair of you. Stay strong, one spoon. Lynn says, we need a steward's inquiry into the great toilet roll debate. My husband is under, I am over. She provides a picture as well. We're offering you tonight on the show uh, the opportunity to have a steward's inquiry into something in your household or your life that you think needs looking into, a bit like the Formula One over the weekend. Daisy's tweeted, should my 17-year-old daughter Erin make her bed every day or leave it to her mum because she's working hard at college, using all her energy on A-levels, apparently. Steward's inquiry, please. Stuart's inquiry going on there and Steve says my wife always blames me or my daughter if after brushing our teeth we smear any toothpaste onto the clean towel rather than rinse more thoroughly but the other day I caught her with a face full of toothpaste practically motorboating the towel she was caught red-handed Holly says, Stewards inquiry into pineapple on pizza. End the debate, please. Uh, Dan, you got one for us. Oh, completely. Yeah, windscreen wipers. So uh, there's my wife, my partner, although I'm not saying it's her, but she's the only one that drives, pulls into the drive, switches the engine off, and just leaves the windscreen wipers across the windscreen when it's raining. It takes seconds. Click the lever. Dan, what, what, before we pass this on to the, the independent stewards for this the inquiry, what is it about uh, leaving them half across the windscreen that winds you up so much about the windscreen wipers? It, it looks untidy. And, and when, you, when you next get in the car, 
you have to listen to that horrible dragging sound because it's not raining anymore of them resetting themselves. I mean, it's, it takes seconds. <laughs> Dan, I am the designated steward on this one and it's an easy one to rule. I'm absolutely with you in 110% on this. Also, it's people like this that mean that we go through windscreen wiper blades like they're going out of fashion. Completely. You know, yeah, 100%. You know, honestly, just click the switch. Click the switch. We can't, we can't confirm now, Dan, but it does look like the stewards may be ruling in your favour. Best of luck for the rest of the evening. And you. Thanks ever so much, guys. Take care. It's home time with Bush and Ritchie. You know we've got a radio station for every decade, so right now it's time to prove that and jump through time. Bush and Ritchie through the decades. With Tesco Mobile. Uh, one of you could be winning yourself 500 quid as we go through the decades. Can you answer a question sequentially from each of the Absolute Radio Decade stations to make it safely home and win? On the line to play, hoping to start things off in the right style for a brand new week, is Lewis. Where are you calling from, Lewis? Uh, how's it going, Bush? Uh, just a town called Drumquen in Northern Ireland. Lewis, can I ask a question? Do you find that many, yeah. many people do an impression of Inspector Morse when they talk to you? Do they go, Lewis? <laughs> <laughs> Some do. <laughs> Morse shout freedom or something like that instead, you know, because of the Scottish. <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose I kind of would. Do you want to do your impression of... Do you want to do it to I Lewis? don't feel it landed. Uh, I'd rather we moved on from it. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, we've got a good feeling about you. Brand new week. You, you think it's going to be OK? You think you can go through the decade successfully? Because don't forget, if you get a question wrong or you don't make it through in time, you're trapped in that decade for the rest of your life. Sure. Yeah, well, you know, it's just the way the questions fall, bud, isn't it? So sometimes uh, you answer well and sometimes you, answer, you don't answer well at all. Lewis, if you get them all right, as a bonus as well as the £500, I'll do the impression a second time. Chuck that in for oh, you. What about that? Let's go through the rules. Oh, Seven questions. One from each of our sister stations. Absolute Radio 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, noughties, 10s in the present day. 60 seconds on the clock to get all seven correct. You can't pass on a question, however. And when the time is up, the game will end. Does that make sense? Sure, yeah. OK, good man. Let's find out which decade then you're going to start with, Lewis. Oh, we'll start at the start. I think we'll go for 60s, bud. Okay. OK, he means business. Lewis, good luck. Let's go through the decades. Through the decades. 60s. Who famously sang Happy Birthday to President John F. Kennedy in 1962? Marlon Monroe. Correct. 70s. Parallel Lines was the third studio album by which US band? Blondie. Yes. 80s. Who had a number one hit in the UK in 1989 with Belfast Child? You too. No. Ooh. Um. Pass. You can't pass. Keep firing 80s oh, bands. No. 1989. Uh, not you too. Belfast Child. Belfast Child. Uh, come on, Lewis. No. You got this. Come on. Total blank. Total blank. Um. Uh, um, Influential 80s bands. Jim. Okay. Oh, oh. No, I'm totally... I'm drawing a blank. Um, Lewis. <sighs> Simple Minds. Simple Minds. Oh. oh, no. You are lost in time. Courtesy of Home Time with Bush and Richie. No, I totally don't a bike. Lewis, totally genuinely, I don't like Richie here, but I, I felt like he was a good start. I felt like he was going to do it. Honestly thought you were the man, Lewis. Ah, uh, oh well. That's just the way it falls. 
Well, listen, we thought you were a fantastic contestant. It does mean, though, that you are trapped in the 1980s. So think back to you in the 80s. What outfit are you going to be wearing then for the rest of your life now that you're trapped there? Oh, don't know. Maybe I'm like Michael Jackson with a jacket or something like that. Go for that. Fantastic. <laughs> what a look that is. And you can put yourself through a virtual training centre of this game. Play through the decades on your Amazon smart speaker now and get yourself right for the competition. All you got to do is turn to it and say, open the Through the Decades game. I need to tell you about something that I've become addicted to over the weekend, but it's brand new to me. So Friday night, end of a busy week for us both, I got back, ordered a pizza. I was so hungry, I ate this pizza so quickly. Now, it's my own fault that as a result, during that one pizza, I bit the inside of my mouth the same place three times. Oh, that's a painful thing. First, when you were about to say this, I thought you said that you ate it so quickly that you scalded the roof of your mouth with some (laughs) hot cheese, but biting your lip is one of the worst things ever, isn't it? The first time you do it, it's annoying. When you then do it a couple of bites later, in exactly the same point, you're like, oh, that's really tender, why have I done that? And then when I did it a third time, a few seconds later after that, you're like, I, I-, I could have I could have said every curse under this sun. You start talking like the Godfather yeah, when that happens. It, yeah, exactly. So, like, come, Sunday, come, come Saturday, the next day, it's, it's all swollen inside there, because I've taken chunks out of it. I'm thinking, well, the only way to sort this out is something that I've never used before in my life, and that is Bongella. I've seen people use it, seen it in, you know, chemists or that you've, kind of stuff. You've never used Bongello before? Never had the need to use Bongello in my life. You've no. li- have you lived an ulcer-free life? I've this lived point? an ulcer-free life, yeah. You really have been living the dream. 43 years, never has one boiled up in the inside of my mouth. That is what what a fantastic thing to put on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> so, I went, Bush, the joy that this little blue tube gives, my goodness. You've brought it in with you as well. Because oh, I'm addicted to it. I'm addicted to it. I cannot wait for the three hours to pass for me to then be able to put some more Bonchella on the inside of my mouth. What do you What do you like about it the most? Then what's the, the nicest thing about? I was Bongella? unprepared for the minty taste. It's a good taste. Love that. I love the cooling sensation on the lips. Do you feel it comes off your your ulcer too quickly? It slides around your mouth. I guess if it slides around your mouth, you're kind of liking that. Exactly. It's yeah. great. But I, what I do fully um, understand is it's a strange addiction to have, isn't it? It bon, is unusual. Bonchella. It's, it's portable, though, isn't it? No-one never needs to know. <laughs> exactly. And when you get the Bongella out and you start putting that... No-one looks at you and goes, oh, he's addicted to Bongella. You don't get the strange looks. Do you, do you have a, a strange addiction in your life? Uh, since... I don't know anyone else feels like they've been on and off ill for, like, the past three or four weeks. Can't get back to a kind of normal health. It's just the way the world is at the moment. I've been having a lot of hot toddies. Oh, right. You know, whiskey with uh, honey in the top and a slice of lemon as well and some hot water. And it's now a nightly thing now. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm turning to, like... Uh, Dame Bar- Barbara Cartland or something like Probably that. Probably more of a slippery slope than my Bongella. Yeah, well, there's, the consequences <laughs> are different, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? At, at least you can put yours in your bag. When can you next apply some? Can you have a go during the show or do I we have to wait? I put some on at two o'clock, so uh, it's it's actually a three-hour barrier, so I could put some on now. Well, let's, let's do it. Um, what do you do? What's your normal application? I'd, I'd want to go and wash my hands. Current, current climate and everything. It's not a good, good thing to be doing. <laughs> Unless you're, I, I mean, I washed my hands out an hour or so ago. I can lean over and put it on for you. Uh, you're not applying uh, it for enough. me. Look at the person on the box there. I mean, you know, you can see they've obviously got some kind of pain. Yeah. Okay, but they, they should look happier. I love putting it on. Do you think there should be like a sweet of it? Because it's, it's a very unique taste. It's unmistakable, isn't it, Bonjour? I think they should look at the sweet market. Uh, if yeah. you've got a, a curious addiction, please do tell us. Holly says the smell of Dettol right now and also roast potatoes can't get enough of them. Two very different smells. Interesting combo. For me, uh, obviously we've got our board games night coming up in, in the new year. 
I'm obviously a bit of a nerd with the board games anyway, but I can't stop buying uh, little plastic hobby boxes. Oh, right, yeah. What I do, if I get a board game, I'll get all the bits popped out of the cardboard, you know, casing and everything, and I'll organise them in plastic. I think they're called Plano boxes, little tiny hobby organisers. Wow. And I have hundreds of them in my house, and my other half, Katie, hates me. Brilliant. I'm addicted. Can't stop buying them. These are the things Lee in Basingstoke says, don't worry, Richie, I'm addicted to the Olbus nasal inhaler. There are strange addictions out there. Swings and roundabouts, isn't it, you guys, in the in the uh, pharmaceutical addiction world? Uh, we want to hear about the strange ones that you have. Well, we've got Amanda on the line. Amanda, please tell everyone what strange thing you're addicted to. It's sugar. Raw sugar from packet. Raw, sh- <laughs> raw sugar out the packet. <laughs> God. How do you get on with your dentist? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, don't, I don't have a dentist. What's right? Raw teeth. Well, um, uh, so how do you have it then? Do you have like, um, are, you t- are you taking like a big bag of sugar and having spoons of it, or are you having little sachets on the move? What are you well, doing? Well, like if I'm making a cup of tea, then I'll pass them into my hand and then just kind of shove it in my mouth while making a cup of tea <laughs> and stuff. But then at, at work, I, I eat it too, and I've even, at work, even known not to get Aldi sugar because um, Aldi sugar's the best, and I'll binge on that. <laughs> I'm running out of sugar. <laughs> I'm like, just get filled with spoon sugar, not Aldi. <laughs> All right, well, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> Amanda, love you. It's amazing. <laughs> Algie says on Twitter, I'm addicted to eating a chilli first thing in the morning. It's like coffee, but with a bigger endorphin hit. It's definitely a strange addiction. What? That's what we want to hear about. I've got into Bongella. Love it. I have to wait three hours, and then you can go again. He's going to have it again in a minute when one of the songs are on. <laughs> uh, Sarah is really into mince pies. How bad has it got, Sarah? Just a quick question on the maths yeah. here. 25 since the 1st of December, yeah. that's two a day. Yeah, <laughs> easily. I say that's an all right, that's not a bad pace. That's OK, it's not reprehensible. <laughs> it's not too bad. I can easily eat a box of six in one go from that cash. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Richie and a tired and emotional producer Adam here on Home Time on a Monday night. <laughs> Somebody's Sunday night didn't finish until two o'clock this morning, it turns out. Deary me. Uh, it's time right now <laughs> to get festive once again in the Home Time countdown to Christmas, and we do that through counting Daves. Let's meet our third Dave of Christmas. Who's this? Hello, it's Dave from Plymouth. Dave from Plymouth, yeah. Good to have you on board, Dave. How's Plymouth doing this evening? Yeah, good. Well... Cold, wet and windy as normal. Oh, well, thanks for trying to put a brave face on it for us. <laughs> Dave, uh, prep uh, prep levels before Christmas, where are you at? Um, the tree's up, the lights are up, and that's about it. A couple of presents bought. OK, good man, yeah. so you get in there. We've had a couple of people on earlier on, and we may come back to this during the week, who've got more than one Christmas tree. What's your view on having more than one Christmas tree, Dave? No, not happening. One's enough. There you go. He's very, <laughs> very, very clear about that. Full of the joys of the season. Uh, so, yeah. Dave, are you uh, a musical man? Um, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love your music. Can you, yeah. can, you, can you play an instrument, Dave? 
Um, I could say something rude there, but I won't. <laughs> no, I can't. I'm on <laughs> <laughs> Well, the, the mind boggles. The mind does boggle. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. He's a live well, wire, he this is. guy, isn't he? You're an intriguing man, Dave. <laughs> uh, well, you're going to be our third Dave of Christmas, and I, for one, am delighted <laughs> at that fact. Uh, so uh, let's take it away. of Christmas my true love gave to me <laughs> what <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> no, we'll try. We'll yeah. try again, Dave. This yeah. is fine. It's fine. And, and Maybe we put you off. You'll go, Dave from, from Plymouth. Plymouth. Yeah. Okay. Right. Here we go. <laughs> On the third day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Dave from Plymouth. Dave from Liverpool. And a Dave in Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a character he was. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. And the other two, Dave. Oh, it's brilliant. Love I it. love that guy. I want to get him back on again. <laughs> if you want to be a Dave for tomorrow, that's how it works. Well, kind of. Kind of. We are planning to put the fun into February uh, with a massive board game bonanza. It's uh, together with our friends at Asthma Day UK. A uh, great prize bundle to be won right now at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, you can check out the award-winning range of card and board games from Asthma Day UK, including Dobble and Catan and Ticket to Ride Europe. Perfect way to bring the family together at Christmas. Find out more about our board game bonanza and win at absoluteradio.co.uk. And if you remember, uh, last week on the show, we kind of debuted our own version of home time the board game and it Ooh. proves that if you if you look into your life and what you do there are so many things you might not have previously looked at and thought actually that's, good, that's a good topic or source material for a board game so what about this right are we we've discovered last week that home time this show our line of work might make a good board game yeah. and we even tried to play it and completely ru- ruined it on friday <laughs> didn't we? what a success that what was. a success that was what about your line of work listen to this right now right think about your career add the words the board game to it and see whether it might potentially be something that people want to play this coming Christmas. Yes. Imagine that. Yeah. Your line of work, followed by the board game. Let's see if it works. Sasha says, delivery driver, the board game. Ooh. Trying to find house numbers in the dark. Going into five different gardens with a phone torch. Knowing that later you're going to be reported to the police as you've been seen by a ring doorbell. Get extra points for taking a photo of someone's legs from the <laughs> knees downwards. Also as well, I don't know your street. I mean, you live in a cul-de-sac, don't you? I'm it's sorry. close. Close. You, can, you won't have it said any other way. But I, I know for a fact that our numbering on our on our our street is ridiculous. In what it, way? In, in that it, it goes like the other way, halfway down. It's that's, unbelievable. That's weird. It's madness. So I have sympathy for anyone in, involved in that kind of style of board game, delivery driver. Lester says mechanical engineering the board game. Again, we have to drill, mill, turn and cut four separate pieces of material and put them precisely in neat rows. Oh, very good. Not so sure about that one. <laughs> uh, Chris, what's yours? I don't know, it'd be pretty much ticket to ride, wouldn't it? It'd just be Railway Signal, a board game. Railway Signaler, the board game, sounds like uh, a board game version of the computer game that Richie plays in his spare time. That's true, yeah. But it is, I mean, Ticket to Ride, we kind of fell in love with Ticket to Ride when we played it together on our little team night out a couple of weeks ago. People love a train game, so tell us what the next level would be for, you know, the intricacies of Railway Signaler. What would you get to do in the game? Uh, I don't know, maybe uh, deal with delays, uh, long routes... uh I'm not too sure, really. Do you have levers? Excuse my, my, my newbiness on this, but do people still use levers to do uh, uh, signalling in railways? 
stuff? Uh, yeah, I, I used to. Uh, I've moved box now, but yeah, I used to be in a lever frame box, but yeah, not anymore. I, I would also suggest that should railway signal and the board game go a little bit wrong, there's actually a fair bit of jeopardy in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, the other week when we had them storms, it was uh, a bit of a fun night. I bet. So are you in a little like box up like some like a ladder? Uh, I used to be, yeah, but not anymore. I'm in a power box now. But like, you're on your own in the box, or are other people there in with in in the box with you? Yeah, now I went with multiple people. Yeah. Do you hate them and wish it was just you on your own with a flask of tea in the box, like it used to be? Uh, no, I quite like it. It's nice working with people. I did uh, I did four or five years working on my own, so it's nice working now with uh, a few other lads. Chris, from one of these modern ones, this power box that you just referred to, can you actually see trains from it? Uh, yeah, just about, yeah. Oh, that'd take the fun away from me. What do you mean? I'd want to see a train going by. Well, all of these things are going into a uh, railway signal of the board game. You've got a restricted view <laughs> okay. and you're packed into a box with four other people trying to work. <laughs> OK. Uh, Jackie says, village shop, the board game. Ooh. See if you can stock everything everyone asks for in the smallest space imaginable. The game lasts from seven in the morning until ten in the evening. <laughs> you get extra points for also running a post office counter and finding space to store postal sacks full of ASOS returns. Joy, you should get extra points as well if you're level level of blue starts at quite a low level on the, <laughs> on the magazine counter. Isn't it weird? I always thought there would be like a, a unified level of when those magazines start, but some shops is by, by your needs. Above the average height of an 11-year-old, surely. That's probably a good yardstick. Julia says, primary care pharmacy, the board game. Manage your prescri- prescribing budget against patient safety. Big up your role to people who don't yet know how amazing you are at general practice, but watch out for those tricky patients who are never happy, no matter what you do. I feel like there's a veiled threat in that. I think there is. I've come up with a great idea for the uh, name of the um, football service that you were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. An idea where, the idea is this, uh, basically it blocks out any chatter about your football team and stops you from texting or tweeting and and saying regrettable stuff in the heat of the moment. Foot Locker. Oh my God, that's good. Foot Locker. It's football, but it locks out all the bad noise. That's it. That's a brilliant... I'm going to patent the name right now. Hey, 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 cut me in on that. All right. 